It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. My brother Scott used to tell me that if your nose runs and your feet smell, you're built upside down. So think about that. But now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Well, time for a quick rage out to thank chickens currently our only member subscriber and yes you too can be a member of the film rage community by going on at buymeacoffee.com forward slash film rage yyc all members get special episodes and content only for members along with all members that sign up will get a limited edition Film Rage merch item. If you cannot commit to our membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a film. Join a huge list of people who have already bought us a movie. So thanks to Amy, Sadat, Brenda, Kevin, and Katie. Lastly, make sure you go to our merch site for Film Rage merch from both Public and Redbubble both with unique products. Thanks out to Peeps shopping our merch site, which appears to be quite a few people last week. And well, it's time to dance. So we're we're still doing the voice. <laughs> it's this a little, is a new. Voice. It is it is a new voice. All right. And it's time to dance. It is time to dance. <laughs> Streaming, 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 and what? We are streaming, Jim. So, we are going to start this week with a little film on Netflix by the name of Bad Trip. Bad Trip. Uh, Bad Trip, directed by Katow Sakurai and starring Eric Andre, Lil Rel Howery, and the doubted Hall of Famer Tiffany Haddish is a weird hybrid of a hidden camera practical joke show spliced with a buddy road trip comedy. This concept sounds terrible. And when you add the fact that it includes the woman that has literally made one one watchable film and a series of rages, that would be our girl Tiff, this has the components of a rage so filled with anger that it might actually break me. So then I started watching this film and it pretty much follows a paint by numbers, stop it, nothing road trip to get the girl of your dreams movie. But with this tired plot, we also get a series of hidden camera scenes with unsuspecting public that are mostly pure gold. Now, not everything will hit the bullseye on the funny target, but the movie start uh, movie moves at such a rapid pace 
that the stuff that does not work for me is immediately eclipsed by something that does. Eric Andre as Chris and Lil Rel Howry as Bud actually make me care about this ridiculous plot, which includes them borrowing a car with bad bitch sprawled on the uh, back window that is owned by Bud's convict sister, Trina, played by Tiffany Haddish, in order to drive up the East Coast so that Chris can meet the girl of his dreams. Man, that sounds bad. Now, let's talk about the elephant. <laughs> now, yes. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is, of course, would be Miss Tiffany Haddish. I now know how you make Tiffany Haddish shine in a movie. Do not give her a script. Just let her enter the setting and wreak havoc on the scene. Some of the biggest laughs I had in this involved Miss Haddish. I was not aware she had the capability to be this funny. The scene where she coerced an unsuspecting dude who was watching washing graffiti off the side of a building to help her escape incarceration was as hard as I've laughed in a while. Graffiti washing guy was the star of this film as far as I'm concerned. And on that note, Really, the stars of this film were all the folks that were being filmed without knowing what was going on. From the guy on the bench telling Chris to go after his dreams, to the dude in the food court with the Yeti hat, to the, to the car wash vacuum guy, to the aforementioned graffiti cleaning guy, to Craig the selfie guy, to Abby the waitress giving some life advice, to the porta potty lady, <sighs> to Jackie at the diner, to the car crash mediator, to the pink headband bus lady. They were all stars. Each one of these, their scenes made me at least smile and more often laugh out loud. This movie brought the funny at a breakneck pace, complete with song and dance numbers, stellar performances from Andre and Howry, a standout turn from our girl Tiff, and one of the best supporting casts you'll ever see especially since they didn't even know that they were in a movie. And to be honest, this supporting cast just made me feel better about the world in general. There were a lot of good people showcased here. This movie was a tiff, you are no longer doubted, Mondo. Ouch. Wow. 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 <clears throat> Wow. 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 Okay. Well, let me tell you what I thought about this. Yeah, what do you think? Okay. So, uh, original concept using a stupid story intertwined with a stupid prank show. First off, most people know I hate prank shows. Oh, they're terrible. I don't like being pranked, and I don't like watching pranks. But... This, this wasn't that. This show... But this show was not maliciously pranking people, but more humorously pranking. So I was not as annoyed by that fact right from the start. So a bunch of funny stuff happens. Hand in a blender. I saw a girl today song, electric cowboy and the prayer, gorilla rape, pull your pants up, buddy. Chinese dick trap, TV scene with gorilla sex, White girls ending homage. Like most things, though, I have to disagree with Bryce 100%. Uh, because in my opinion, our girl Tiff was not funny. In fact, what? in my opinion, she completely destroyed it. She was not funny. The people around her were funny. 
she is terrible oh. every single time she is on the screen. Okay. So I, I have to completely disagree. I don't think she was funny. I thought the people around her was funny, as you kind of had alluded to. Everything about this movie was bad and stupid, but I laughed multiple times because of it. I really, really like Eric Andre in everything he does. I find him hilarious. Plus, getting to see a pretend gorilla rape a dude, and then later getting to see some kind of fashioned gorilla porn uh, almost got this to a mondo. But because of our girl Tiff and how much she ruined this movie for me, it is only going to be a meh. It's definitely worth seeing as there was so many comedic moments but in my opinion, Tiffany Haddish, again, caused this movie not to be Mondo. Really? My favorite line, yes, I thought she was terrible. I didn't think anything she did was funny. I thought the people oh, around her were funny. You got to go watch nice. that. You got to go watch that scene with graffiti washing guy again. Because oh, no, she I, was I brilliant it. in it. He was she, awesome. Don't get me wrong. But she was yeah. brilliant in it. Yeah, no, I didn't find her funny. I just thought, you know, she was just doing her part, which was really basic. And anytime she was trying to be tough, I didn't find it. It was like, if I was there, I wouldn't believe one thing she was doing. I just, no, I didn't. She's terrible in everything. I'm uh, not going to go there. She's she's she, awful. She's off I the list. I could not give this a mondo. Yeah, I know she is, thanks to you. It's usually because of you that people get off our list. Because of your stupid thoughts about, uh, people watch this, you will enjoy it. This is a good movie. It's I funny. did like it. I did like it. I laughed a lot. Uh, but so my favorite line which i've never heard anyone say so i was super surprised was i still got that gorilla cum taste in my mouth perfect perfect timing yeah i'm not Andre. i'm not sure i even laughed at that line but okay i i i completely laughed and then i went in and had a glass of milk mm. in your case it could have been coconut milk but you know Mm-hmm. yeah I'm sad that you've taken Tiff off the list. Tiff is off. She's gonna, she's gonna go right back on well, the she's, next. She's got, she's, she's gonna, gotta, eight, she's gotta make eight, eight movies. movies in a row. She's gonna make eight movies. Oh, don't in the get next. me, don't get me wrong. She's capable. Oh, she's going right back on, dude. She's yeah. never, she's never done an ad lib movie yet. Everything's been scripted, and she's always terrible. But yeah, the except, good thing about except it is for now, one other time, she was fine in the kitchen. Oh yeah, but the kitchen wasn't a mondo. No, but she was fine in it. <laughs> Yeah, she was. I mean, she's just okay. So it was. Right? She was. It was a meh. She's got. Yeah. She's got nothing but rages and one meh. And and now meh. a mon- and now a mondo. No, you are bitch. You crazy. Mm. <laughs> I, I thought she was great. I thought Eric Andre was fantastic, and little Rel Howery. Come on, he he oh, kind of yeah. just steals movies. Like even him and Get Out. Come on, so good. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? He's got range to his acting. Oh yeah, yeah. Like this was a completely different, different escape film for him in that, right? But you know, in Get Out, he was a completely different dude. Like, wow, you was... must you must have watched the Eric Andre show a little bit. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. That show's awesome. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Well, we're gonna talk about. Oh, so where did we see that? We saw it on Netflix. We did see it on Netflix. I mentioned that. Yeah, I just must have tuned you out because it, I knew you were going to talk about Tiff and not in a good way. All right, so uh, we also watched the movie Supernova, not two words, one word. One word. Uh, in 2020. Yes. And we saw this on VOD. There, there's a uh, lot of Supernovas, by the way. I was like, which one are we watching? Are we watching all these sci-fi <laughs> ones? 
I was like, no, I think it's got to be more recent than that. So then I find, yeah. I think I found the right one. I hope I did. I hope so. I hope so too. Otherwise, we're going to be rating, reviewing two more two movies today instead of one. With the one, so, the one starring Casper Van Dien, right? Yeah. Oh, good. I got it. <laughs> no, it's not. Actually, so, I don't yeah, even know if Casper Van Dien starred in any of them, but I just, <laughs> for some, it seems like this type of movie he might star in. So, totally, totally, or maybe Vin Diesel. Yeah, but maybe we have this one doesn't start either of those. It's uh, about Sam and Tusker uh, are traveling across England in their old RV to visit friends, family, and places of their past. Since Tusker has was diagnosed with dementia two years ago, their time together is the most important thing they have. Director and writer Harry McQueen. Stars Colin Firth, Stanley Tucci, and Pippa Haywood. So, Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth are both stellar in this film. I mean, you want the kingpin of romantic films, you gotta have Colin on the top of your list. His bedroom eyes, always so weepy. I mean, who couldn't melt in those eyes? This film tackles some huge topics in dealing with loss and love. Uh, this film is not to be rushed. Letting the story and these characters float over you like the scenery that floats by is like a warm blanket of soothing fog that only the English countryside can provide. Much of these two great actors together they both do such a great job of showing their love for each other. And while tackling this heavy subject, the saddest thing about this film, and I've said it multiple times, is there is not enough openly gay actor, older characters that could play these roles. Uh, so just like my beliefs on people trying to do fake accents in and pretending they are of a certain race or culture, I really hope we can get to a day where the LBGTQ plus community have enough outed actors that can fill these roles with actors who are actually gay that being said this film takes us on a journey that all of us fear as we age being a burden on our loved ones and the fear of watching our loved ones disappear before our eyes it has a great ending to an emotional journey allowing us to enter uh, an intimate and vulnerable point in these two men's lives. This film is a great addition to the community of films dealing with dementia and Alzheimer's, heavy contact, but perhaps as heavy as, not maybe as heavy as I feel that it could have been. I liked this film a lot. I loved it for the acting, but this type of film, I should have been bawling my eyes out all the way through it. In fact, I didn't cry once through this entire film. And for that reason alone, this is a man. But I did enjoy both actors, and I love the story it told. Favorite line, it's not about fair, it's about love. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, is that the same one you saw? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I saw the exact same movie. Oh. Yes. So I, I guessed right. As I say, I had about 17 options of Supernova. But I In guess. fact, we watched the Supernova last year, which we was did, Mondo. which was Mondo. Uh, so uh, I am going to echo a lot of what you said. Um, Firth and Tucci as Sam and Tusker portray a natural vibe as we are invited into their lives at a difficult time. The way dementia slowly chips away at one's ability to cope. 
by all involved is well illustrated. There is a tenderness to the presentation of this story that permeates throughout. Watching Tucci's ability to act in that space of knowing that he is about to lose all control, but hanging on to what control he has was an absolute pleasure. Um, the, mm-hmm. the best parts of this movie are the quiet moments between Sam and Tusker when little is said. The movie stumbles a bit in some scenes where the dialogue does not come across as completely natural, which is no way of fault of the actors, but rather the script. Um, but that is a minor gripe as the overall tone and feel of this was genuine. A very well acted portrait of love and loss. The performances will stay with me, especially the quiet moments and expressions from Tucci. I like this film a lot. This was meh. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know, I was really enjoying this movie. And, you know, it wasn't until I got to the end of it. And I thought the ending was really well, really well done. This Absolutely. Is yeah, it is. Great ending. But the ending you know, actually this... almost tipped it. But there just there's some scenes in it where I, it was almost too talky. There needed. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know how to really explain it. But there were, there were some scenes that didn't seem as natural as they could, and it had nothing to do with with with. The, it just had to oh. do with the with uh, the writer. You know. Yeah. The, the sometimes was he was great. trying it to will... pack too much stuff in and and kind of over explain things a little bit with with what they were saying to each other. When I thought that maybe sometimes just a look between them could have said so much more. That's well, okay, just what but, I thought. But do you think maybe it wasn't just. Do you think maybe it wasn't just the um, the writer because it's also the same director? So in my it might opinion, have been, I was might have been a combination. It, of I was kind of I was kind of thinking it was the director because yeah, I can buy like that. I said, I, like I got to the end and I was like, I really really like this. And it, to your point, it I, it was almost a mondo. But then I was sitting back and I said, you know what? I didn't cry once, and I like to cry. You know that. Yeah. So it was like I got to the end. And I was like, you know, I didn't cry once, and this is a movie I should have been fucking balling. Quite a few times they should have, not that they should have tried to force me to lie, to, to lie, to cry, but you know, they, they should have, you know what, it should have happened naturally. And because I, I, I was still invested emotionally in these characters, but I wasn't emotionally involved enough that I got to feel their pain on an, um, that emotional level. And that's I think fair. that's, I think that's for me, it would draw the line. It was like, I kind of had to measure it. If I'm balling all the way through a movie, it's a fucking mondo. Yep. If I'm just, if I'm just like, wow, I think his acting is great and the story is fantastic. But I'm not crying. And you you put a movie about <laughs> two guys that are traveling across the country. Yeah. So yeah. that's for me. It yeah. was it was very, very good. It wasn't Mondo. Yep. Agreed. There you go. All right. Now we're going to talk about the one horror movie that we picked that, you know, we had a choice between two. Was and it, I'm kind of wishing we picked the other one. Really? Now. I'm not wishing we picked the other one, but to call this a horror movie is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, well, maybe but I'll tell I'll tell you what I thought it was. Okay, that's good. All right, and you know what? I don't have to talk too long about this one because you know there's a lot of questions that come up with this one, but I'm not sure they need to be answered, which I'll also talk about briefly. So what we're talking about is she dies tomorrow, which is currently playing on Prime. She Dies Tomorrow is a story of a group of people that seem to, for lack of a better expression, infect one another with the overwhelming idea that they are going to die tomorrow. 
Every camera shot and light in this are to enhance that feeling of impending doom. It portrays a bit of a social experiment as we see the reaction to everyone's impending demise. The way the characters deal with something they have no control over shows a lot about them. The title promises something that the movie does not deliver. This is not a horror movie per se, but rather an existential experiment in dread. I found the entire movie rather hypnotic and eerily beautiful. If you're looking for a movie that answers all the questions it has asked you, then you will be very disappointed. However, if you can accept that the fact that sometimes all of the answers are not in the film you are watching, I think you will be mesmerized by this film as I was. This was a one-of-a-kind, dread-filled, <gasps> Mondo. Wow. Okay, well, let me tell you what I think about this piece of shit. So, uh, first of all, there was muted colors. It was a nice, and I say the word nice because it's the um, most uh, non-committal word I can use, sound mix. But it was not stunning in any way. And if you're going to have a movie that's got muted colors and builds ambiance, it should have a fucking amazing soundtrack. But this music was not great. Uh, it seemed a little unfocused at first and had some issues getting into the main character. Uh, a night in the life type of feel. The repetitiveness of the same album playing did not build my suspense, but started to annoy me. Although what? I liked the imagery and I'm going to say I liked the imagery. Direction was choppy and seemed a little unfocused pretty much all the way through it. Not sure the timeline and did not seem easy to follow stylistically. There is a lot of time where she is saying, I'm going to die tomorrow. Yeah, we got that right from the very beginning of the fucking movie. So we good. Get it. You're going to die tomorrow. The repetitions, like, what made it? No, it's I what love I'm repetition. As I'm watching this film, I'm wondering, is this director trying to make a highbrow horror film? Huh. Most of the dialogue oh. is not causing suspense or bringing me into the story, and the shooting started to seem less in tune with the plot the entire time. The acting is tired feeling. The only word I can think of as the party unwound mm -hmm. is maybe tired. And the characters dispersing just got tired. And I really had a tough time staying interested in this film. What? As really nothing happens through the entire movie. I know, mental it was great. Illness, a, mental illness is a serious matter, but this film was causing me to question my own sanity. Visually, acting, story, suspense, plot, and the fact that the lead character has to remind us every five fucking minutes that she's going to die tomorrow just got old and painful. I got 51 minutes into this film and I wished I had chose the other film to review this week. And I wished I could run as far and as fast away from this movie. To summarize, yuck, rage, 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 yuck, boring, rage, ugh, awful, rage, and oh, Ooh. Can we just unpack what the fuck happened in this entire movie? I have no clue. It no doesn't way. matter. I don't care to know. Watching this movie made me want to die today. Not tomorrow. I wanted to die today watching this movie. It was uh, awful. It was fantastic. I have no... Okay, you must hey, have what? watched a Tell different... Tell me something that happened in you're, this movie. You're, you're hitting on no, plot points and stuff, so you obviously a... watched the same movie as me. Yet, I have no idea what you're talking about. This was fantastic. 
This was awful. Tell me what happened in this movie. It and doesn't not, matter. Like, just, it wasn't about tell that. Me, tell me anything that happened. Tell me anything that this happened. This was about movie. that you This what don't get me wrong. Oh, this this an is an hour and a half. This is this is a very artsy movie. This is not for the masses. There's no question of that. I like artsy. I well then you should have liked this. This was painful. Oh no. Oh no. It had me from the very beginning. And the fact that they, you know, they all kept on saying, I, I'm going to die tomorrow. Every time they said that, I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> and it just kept on getting better till the end where the credits started rolling. And I'm like, what? And I was like, yes, yes, this is, that was so good. I was absolutely hypnotized by that movie. I couldn't look away. It was fantastic. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I fell asleep seven times the first time I watched it. I had to go back and watch this movie four times because it was so terrible and boring. I wish I could watch it four times. That'd be you can go watch it four times. You, you can. Oh, yeah. It's on Prime. I can, just, I, I can just watch it for the, you know, I, I got the next two days off. I might just go on a little uh, She Dies Tomorrow marathon and just watch it like 30 times. Why don't you buy it? Perhaps you should buy it. And then go back and rewatch that other movie that you gave a Mondo. Yeah. Uh, and make sure that you understand that Tiffany Haddish is not acting well. It's the people around her. She's literally sucking the movie's life out of it. No, she was really good in it. <laughs> Are you stoned? Like, I am not. So, like, dude. She was so good she right so, now. She's so good. <laughs> this movie was so good uh, right now. I loved it. <laughs> I, like, I literally loved this movie. It was so Ugh. good. This and, movie, that movie, uh, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, you're giving out candy again this I'm week. not giving like out any candy. Almost like it's My Mondos out. were well-deserved this week. They worked their butts off to make quality cinema, and they succeeded. Tiffany had She's so good. She's not. She's so good. I think her record speaks for herself. Ah, right. The fact that you're giving yada, out candy. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I guess that, that appropriately takes us into this. Temperature rising. Yeah. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. What have we here? So, my rage this week is something I haven't raged about before, so I'm kind of excited about that. Hmm. But it is a similar theme as what you may know from me, which is representation in film and the lack of it in film. So, I pose this out, and this is, you know, people perhaps on the alt-right side of, of our um, communities may not believe or they probably don't listen to our show because they wouldn't be they wouldn't be very well received. But they may be saying that my statistics are not correct. But I think there's a lot of there's a lot to back this up so everybody can do their own fucking research. But my rage this week is representation of LGBTQ people in film. If 10% of our population is part of this community, why do we not get enough of them in film? This is the majority of my rage this week. I'm not rageful specifically about the film we saw, Supernova, 
but I'm I'm like, how come we just can't have them somewhere in each film? And why aren't we just putting them in more movies? There's 10, it's 10% of our population people. It doesn't have, they could be a different culture. They could be, they could be black. They could be white. They could be brown. They could be yellow. They could be green. They could be blue, whatever. Just make them part of the LBGT community. We don't, you know, just put them into stories. You know, the, the battle that they're having to make with all um, diversity in film is this is one that is highly under underrepresented and when you start to see films major release films where you don't even have anybody in that age group to fill the community it was funny I was talking about this film with a friend of mine who happens to be gay and his comment to me is well didn't uh, Ian McKellen just come out being gay couldn't he have been in this movie I'm like well that's a little bit older than what the character cast was so try you know between him and I we were trying to find out an openly gay actor that's in their early 60s, late 50s. There isn't I one. don't know of any. Yeah, there's none that I know of. I mean, maybe they are and we just don't know it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there but... are in all, the, in all of the world, but none that have a high enough profile that could star in this movie. Exactly. So that is my rage this week. People, can we just have representation in film that represents the society that we live in? I, I know... 10% of my friends are part of this community. And if I see, how many movies did we watch last year? Just together, we watched something like 300. So of those 300 films, which were just random films that we saw, I think maybe we saw four films that had any form of representation from this, from this community. So fucking people, get off your ass and start putting them in films. That's all I got to say. Yeah, um, I agree to a certain extent, but everybody's still an actor. Um, and I, you know, it's, it, I, I'm all for having more, you know, uh, representation. Absolutely. But I think, you know, like a gay actor isn't going to go, I only want to play gay characters. No, uh, no, but I'm, I'm not saying to put the, I'm not saying put the, the gay actors in the movies. I'm talking about when you're watching a movie yes. and there's maybe 10 people in the movie, one of them so should be fucking gay. So you're saying in, in general, Every movie should have like a gay quota. I'm <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's why not? I, I'm, okay, I'm okay with it. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. ju I'm just saying. Like, if you're if you're making a movie in maybe the South, the Deep South, like Alabama, where everybody's you know can't be themselves anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Alabama, but it's kind of what you guys do. I'm sorry, but <clears throat> you know, if you're showing a, a certain community within that, it, you don't have to necessarily put them in it if it's not fitting the story that's being told. Like, for example, Minari. Did we need to have a gay character in there? Probably not, but you could have. Maybe one of the ladies who was working in the chick factory could have been gay. Who knows? I'm just saying that if 10% of our population is gay, and I, may, I don't, I'm not sure not all of them live in San Francisco, New York, LA and Chicago. So in every city, there's going to be probably 10% of the population. So if you're filming a movie in Chicago, have, if there's 10 actors in the movie, make one of them gay or LBGTQ or, you know, whatever. Like I'm just saying, there's not enough in it. And it's, it's, it's the reason why that they, they still don't have full equality in, in countries and in the U S in general. So that's my rage. Yeah. I would say that, that starts, and smoke it. that starts with the screenwriters. And the and the production houses. Yeah, no, absolutely. But you know, I mean, the, the, the people writing just, the stories have to uh, include more. 
Yeah. Well, and we're just now starting to get more diversity with color in film. So yeah. how about getting diversity everywhere? Like I, I, I live in a community and you live in a community where a large percentage of our population are part of this community. That's not who we're seeing in film. Let's just see it. Yeah. And to be honest, you, you can take in any script and whether the person was, you know, let's say you got 10 people in a script and, and you've, uh, and they were all written as heterosexual. Uh, it's not very difficult to uh, represent the gay community and have one of them gay. You don't have to like rewrite the whole story. They're still no. just, they're just it, part of the, doesn't have to be part a, of society. Thing, right? So exactly. Yes, and it doesn't, just, you, know, you know, they don't have to be, you know, waving the flag or anything. Just include. No, I mean, it could be just like in a, in a passing discussion, one of them says my boyfriend a woman or girlfriend and or they whatever. say my woman. Yeah, exactly. My, my, my wife or husband. And you know, people are going to go, okay, yep. that, that character is gay. Yep. Just have it. We need more representation. I have no problem with that rage. I kind of agree with it. In fact, I definitely agree with it. Woohoo. All right. My rage is boring because it's the same thing I'm always raging about lately. I don't even know. Maybe I should just skip this week. Should I skip? You wanna, no, I want to hear it because, uh, you know, right. it's wor- It's always worth it to rage on something we both hate. All right. So, here we go. Let's do it. Stinking rage. So my rage this week is the fact, and it is a fact, that Warner Brothers suck. Godzilla vs. Kong is coming out on March 31st in the USA simultaneously in theater and on HBO. Originally in Canada, it was only coming out in cinemas, which would have cut around, I don't know, 90 plus percent of the country. There's a few theaters open apparently in Quebec and a couple other places. Um, But, you know... Theaters remain closed at a maj- for a majority of us. Now, they have apparently, from the goodness of their hearts, decided to release it in Canada on VOD. So for $24.99, you can have two days to watch Godzilla vs. Kong. When for $14.99 America, American per month in the U.S., I could not only watch it as many times as I want, but I could also watch all of their other programming. So it's it's available on HBO Max in uh, in Yankee Land. So fourteen ninety nine a month. Does that mean Crave is going to get it? Like, don't we no. get it on Crave? Then? No, we don't. It's not the same deal as Justice League. So we are not getting it in Canada on Crave. We are getting it on VOD for twenty four ninety nine. When HBO Max will show it for fifteen bucks, and it's all because of freaking Warner Brothers. <sighs> so why do, why Warner why Brothers. do we get why do we get the Shaft in Canada? I assume this will be the same situation for future Warner Brothers releases, such as Mortal Kombat, which I don't really care about, and The Suicide Squad, which I do care about. So, you know, rage rolls on, same old, same old. Oh, this is the same old, same old. It's it's kind of a new story because it's a new movie. So I get it. Okay, so, okay. Yep. I want to dig dig into this a little bit because is it Warner Brothers' fault? Because here's the thing, like the they're the ones that are that have, have decided H- to simul to sim. Well, it's it's kind of, yes. Yeah, it's technically the CRTCs. It's we shouldn't be necessarily blaming Warner Brothers. The market in Canada no, is like 40, no. 40 million people, and 
I, I maybe to your point, they could put it on HBO. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, in Look. here, so maybe. Yeah. But the well, bigger problem, we don't have HBO the Max. Problem, Go ahead. No, I know, but that is the bigger problem. Yeah. Why can't we have Hulu and HBO Max in Canada? Yeah. That is a big problem. That is the problem. Yet the Warner Brothers is not releasing it anywhere on VOD. Not here, not anywhere. Only, or not VOD, sorry, in theaters anywhere or on HBO Max. So the only place you can get it for like the 15 bucks a month is in the United States. Warner Brothers but, could release it on other platforms all over the world, but they're not releasing it anywhere in that in that fashion. They will, however, release it for $25 so you can watch it for two days. Which is what we're going to be doing this weekend. Yeah, but, I know. But, okay, so I, I 100% agree with your rage because I'm more angry that Warner Brothers is making this new trip not to allow things... Like they're just putting stuff straight to the OD. Yeah. But on, what I'm going to say is I'm more ahead. angry with, with the CRTC. Yeah, I know. You're always angry CRCD I, is I, causing I, I, us yeah. not to see, not There's to have a, HBO Max. We can't yeah. have Hulu. We can't have a lot of other great streaming services that are in the States. And like we're, we're basically like the 53rd state of the U.S. Like just let us have stuff. Yes. <sighs> but guess what? What? We get to watch... Godzilla versus Kong this weekend. Yeah, for 25 yeah. bucks. And even more importantly, yes. We finally get to see Slacks. Yes, we're going to those, those are uh, both going to happen next week, I understand. So that's kind of So exciting. everybody that's listening now, you already have a sneak peek on what we're talking about next week. The number one movie we've been wanting to see for over a year is Slacks. Killer Pants. I cannot wait. And Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, Godzilla versus Kong, Slacks. You know what? That is causing my rage to subside a little bit. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. All right, we got a quick promo for our buddies at We Get Dubbed Podcast. Coming to you live from whatever podcast you're currently listening to. It's your boy Jay West with my co-host Mac East from the We Get Dub Podcast. What up, nerds? It's me, Mac East, and we got a badass anime podcast for you. We got hot sauce, we got hot takes, we got booze and banter. And you can listen to us on all major platforms. The We Get Dub Podcast. It's harder than a Goku gut punch. <laughs> Sweet. Nice. Just just that sweet gut punch makes me want to listen to that podcast. I don't know what a Goku gut, gut punch is. Apparently, it's anime related. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I want to hear that. Qua! <laughs> do you? Do you really? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I do. <laughs> anyways. Okay. Well, I'm hoping that my little buddy Bryce has done some homework on the list because I looked at my pile today and I've completely depleted it and I haven't had time with all the other major things I do in my life to be mm. able to refill it because he's kind of, oh wait, I do have an undoubted, but I don't think it's going to make it. <laughs> okay. Why don't we start with that? And then I'll chime in with, <laughs> with other something? stuff. You got something? Yeah, I got, you got stuff. A something? I got stuff. Okay, so the reason I don't think this is going to make it, and wait a minute, maybe I brought this up already and I just forgot to take it out of my pile. Did we talk about Nicole Kidman? Uh, 
apparently. So. Okay. Well, there we go. So we're going to talk about Nicole Kidman. So starting from 2017, we have The Killing of the Sacred Deer, which was a Mondo. Mondo. Then we have The Beguiled, mm. which I actually haven't seen. But meh. I'm thinking it was probably a meh, but was, I didn't see it. It was meh. Okay. So uh, then 2017's The Upside, which I thought was a Mondo. I know you like the original better. Yeah. But it was still a great film. I remember you saying that. But no, it wasn't great enough. I didn't say it was a great film. Okay, well, that's double math. That's, that's it. That's a math. But let's yeah. just go. Let's just let's do go it for the, the other yeah. films. Go ahead. Let's go through. Okay, so the Destroyer, which was a Mondo. The what, huh? Destroyer, oh, which was a yeah, Mondo. Yeah, 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 Mondo. Uh, then we had uh, Boy Erased, which to me was a Mondo. It was Mondo. And then we had Aquaman, which for me was a Mondo. Meh. Okay. And then we have the Goldfinch, which for me was a meh. And that could be a double her off the list because yeah, if that was a double meh back to back. That's, that's another meh. I, I liked the movie, but it was not Mondo. So that's yeah. back to back meh. And again. then there's there's Bombshell, which you gave a meh, and I had given yeah, a meh. So bomb, I, didn't, I bomb, didn't think she was going to make bombshell, it, but I thought it was worth Bombshell was almost a rage. It was, but it wasn't for you. I yeah, know. Yeah, I know. You hate. You hated. Some I of that, was but close, you, but you were close. You were close. It actually, wasn't that the film that cemented Charlize Theron off the list? <laughs> ah. I think that's what caused her to because she got two mes back to back. Oh sure. no! It was the it was the it was the Netflix movie that she got her off the list. When we gave oh, her. Oh, that was a rage. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. Was, yeah. Her, okay. Her well, sorry, us. Nicole Kidman. Okay, so I'm going to put it out there, but I personally don't find her mesmerizing, but I could be swayed. What do you think? Nicole Kidman is mesmerizing? No. Yeah. She's not okay. mesmerizing. Good. There we go. She's I mean, a, I like her. She is a a adequate actress. Steady. And steady, steady Edith. You put her in a movie Edith. and I'm going to say, "Huh. Oh, it's Nicole Kidman. She's uh she's competent. She's not uh, she's not a root vegetable, though. No, I think she can. I think she's got chops. Yeah, she's competent. She's, not, she's fine. Yep, she's steady, Edith. There you go, steady, All Edith. Right. What have you got, Buckarooney? Well, I'm. I think I know the answer to this question. But if someone's, someone happens to be in a documentary that was Mondo, that doesn't, that doesn't get included on the list, right? No, we've, we've never discussed this, but I can kind they're of, not acting; they're just being themselves. So I can no. kind of assume that that's all right, fine, because uh, I really liked uh, the uh, Hal Ashby uh, documentary. Hal, it was it was Mondo, which yeah, would have which would have which would have made for me this actor on the list. Uh, now I feel foolish for even bringing it up because if that's not on there, I got you know what I'm going to bring it up anyways. Because I yeah, think because its last seven are okay because its eighth one is a rage for me. The but eighth one? Like the one just recently? No, or, no. Or the, the or first, the, oh, the see, first yeah. one. The eighth one back. Okay. So who so, are we talking about? Uh, we are talking about... Are you all ready for this? Ben, <laughs> ben Foster. Oh, okay. Okay. Like ben Foster. So, so let's just go. Let's just go eight back and get it out of the way. If if I can't include the documentary, 
eight back was Inferno. That Tom Hanks piece of crap, part of the Angels and whatever. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Me, it was, was a rage. What year was that? Do you remember? Uh, that was 2016. What? He's made that many movies since 2016. He has. In fact, he made that many movies between 2016 and 2018 because he hasn't made anything since 2018. Well, whoa. Okay. That's yeah, crazy, Inferno right? Terrible. Yeah. Okay. Here's one that might. Might be one more. I don't know how you felt about this movie. I thought it was meh, and I'm shocked that I thought it was meh. It it outperformed what I thought it could be so badly. It's crazy. It's Warcraft. It was meh. Oh wait, is that is that the oh you're, okay? Cause okay, yeah, I thought it was meh. Yeah. Okay, Hell or High Water was Mondo. Yeah, I agree. I see you're writing this down, right? So that yeah. we can. At this for okay yeah yeah I'm I'm on board. Okay, the finest hours was meh. Yeah, I agree. Okay, rock and roll, little scene movie. Yeah. I thought it was Mondo. A lot of yeah. people disagree, but no, I liked it. I would agree. Perfect. It was Mondo. Ah, uh, hostiles. I thought it was Mondo. I thought it was meh. That's so. fine. Did you see Galveston? It was Mondo. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it was. And then Hal, which doesn't count because it's, you know, a documentary. And Leave No Trace was one of my favorite movies of 2018. It was Mondo. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, was, I, it was I so agree. freaking good. Okay, um, so, so what's he got coming up then? He's got some stuff coming up. So he had seven in as long as his, he, his next one can even be meh and he is and he'll be undoubted. Yeah, because we both we both gave it Mondo. Yep. Yep. So he's got he's a good chance, buddy. All right. So he he's on the shelf for now. Although he is making a movie. Oh, that's animated. Um. Okay, but he is making a movie with Kristen Stewart, which is never a good sign. <laughs> it's not a good sign, but you never know. <laughs> oh, what do you mean it's not a good sign? Kristen Stewart's awesome. <laughs> She's got such range. Okay, then. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you have anything more? Or is that it? Yeah, I got one more for you. Actually, this, this, okay. is, this is actually silly because you, you I kind of saw your email late that, oh, you got to have some stuff ready. So this guy is going to have to be on deck as well because he's only directed seven films. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Yep. Darren. Okay. Who Dar are we talking? Darren Aronofsky. As a director. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so going back, we've got Pi from uh, 1998, way back when. Yep. And yep. I it's thought Mondo. it was Mondo. Requiem yep. for a Dream is an ultra freaking Mondo. One of my favorite yep, movies ever. Yep. Now, this one, Pete, you may or may not disagree. The Fountain. That was a math for me. It was a Mondo for me. And here's where I might lose you or might I might not. I don't know. The Wrestler was a Mondo for me as well. Oh, yeah. It was a Mondo for me. All right. Black Swan. Come on, Mondo. Yeah, yeah Black. Yeah, it's a Black, it's a black Mondo. And <laughs> here, here's the worst movie, in my opinion, that he's ever made. And it was still a meh. That would be Noah. See, now I haven't seen Noah, so I have to see it. Oh, well, there you go. So you get a little uh, Russell Crowe action. It's got a great cast, and I've been wanting to see it. I just don't. I mean, it's a story about Noah building the ark, isn't it? It is. 
It's it's got a real big chance of being a rage for me though. I understand that. That's why I I knew that w that could be the one that sinks this. But you know what? We got quite a while because I, I mean he's got some movies in in uh, going. Uh, well, maybe yeah. maybe you think this is a rage too. So I don't know. But I thought Mother was Mondo. Uh, uh yeah, I thought so. I mean, it's I love Javier Bardem, so yeah. But yeah, I would say yeah. All so, right. So I've got to now see Noah, and we got to wait. So I don't have a rush to see it. No. So I've if no, if Noah's meh, then he is on deck with his next movie. As long as it is also meh, yep. He yep. will be. And undoubted. if it's a rage, then it's his bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Enough. Okay. Bye bye. So, so I didn't get anybody on the list this week, but I got two on deck, and all they need to do is make a meh. That's it. That's uh, not hard. Unless I rage on Noah. Unless I rage on unless, Noah. Unless you rage on Noah. So, as I Which, say, take your time. Your I don't think Aronofsky. Aaron, I, I think I saw he's got some untitled project or something that he's directing. I don't know. So I will tell he's, you he's what got, he's, he's got, got on deck. He's got something on deck. He's got four on deck. So, he's got... Uh, Untitled Artificial Intelligence Courtroom Project, which, Ooh, what the hell does that mean? That means he's got a good. movie called Adrift, which is a horror. It's in pre-production, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, then he's got another one that's in in production. It's called the Untitled Darren Aronofsky Project. <laughs> that sounds excellent. <laughs> and then he's and then he's got a TV movie. So yeah, we don't have to worry about that. So yeah, no, so we don't. he's uh, he's possible. You, you got to watch Noah and see what you think of it. I know you don't like the religious fair, but it might be. Eh, I'm hoping I'm gonna get a man out of you. That's all I. That's all I can really hope for. Yep, I'm hoping that the actors who are all fantastic in this will cause me. To there's a lot. There's a lot of talent, and you know, you know, and as I say, the director has a track record as well. So. Yeah, it's true. We can if he doesn't help. try and convert me, then I'll be okay. There if you it's go. if it's if it's uh, just a movie about it's, a guy building a I, I don't think, probably yeah, think it's okay. I didn't find it preachy, but you you tell me. I will. All right, sir. So let's move on to what are we doing now? Oh, I know what we're doing now. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, uh, last week on Ranger Dare, Bryce so gently yet firmly cupped my bag and pulled it until the whiz popped out. Yes, the movie, not the urine equivalent liquid. This week, due to our large amount of people buying us a movie rental, we have a few weeks of dares from our listeners. So thanks to them. Uh, stay tuned for what film we will be both seeing following in the next following weeks and soon to be found out by Bryce. But first, Let's check in with Bryce to see if this 70s musical filled with some of the greats in the black community is another is another remake destined to be a number two to the original, or will this replace all the other Oz films for Bryce as a quintessential tale of the wizard and his friend? Let's check in with Bryce and see what he thinks of the Wiz. He's dancing. Apparently, apparently, he loves himself some soupy sales. So, I am not sure why the whiz was in Jim's bag. It was actually very watchable. Diana uh. Ross, Diana Ross was good as Dorothy, while Michael Jackson, Nipsey Russell, and Ted Ross were excellent as the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion. 
We got a run-in with a roller coaster, a subway scene where trash cans attack, and a tour of Eveline's Sweatshop, manufacturers and exporters of sweat. Never boring, and more often than not, entertaining. I am glad I got the opportunity to watch this, as it was a lively reimagining with good special effects and some memorable performances. The Wiz was meh. I liked it. Oh, God. You and what the things you like <laughs> from the 70s. It was good. <laughs> this that movie is so terrible. That's not... I really enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't Mondo, I, but you know what? I was I was racking my brain. Have I seen this before? And then it started playing. I'm like, nah, I haven't seen this before. And I'm watching. I was like, this have... is pretty darn good. I'm enjoying this a lot. It's a musical. It's terrible. It was <laughs> not terrible. It was quite good. Uh, I like their take well, on everything. And I, I, I like, you know, I'm thinking this ain't going to work and, you know, re relocating this to New York and I, it all worked. It was good. Yeah, I guess I got to disagree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, the, Wiz, the Wiz is number two to me. What? That's crazy. You can't, you can't, you can't fuck with the original Wizard of Oz. I'm sorry. It's just nothing is going to, everything's going to just make me think they're trying to rip off the Wizard of Oz. Just hate it. What's happening over there? Eh, none of your business. He <laughs> goes off screen to perhaps touch some things, and we won't say what. Let's just okay, say well. I had to reattach something that wasn't attached. Oh, detachable penis. I hear what you're saying. So uh, we have... I, I just got to continue to bring this up. Mm. I cannot thank our listeners enough. We had a significant amount of people go in and buy us a movie rental in the last little while. So we want to thank everybody. And for those of you who are listening to us and you love us, you know, you can be part of our membership, which we only so far have James, but you too can be a member. Uh, but this week, you're kind of, of a member. Fans, yeah, I'm a member. All right. Uh, so our buddy Sadat has dared us to see a trauma film from, do you remember what year it's uh, we're watching the movie killer condom huh who even knew this was a movie uh, and it's gonna yeah. be kind of it it's gonna be kind of fitting that we're seeing this movie next week because we're gonna be talking about killer apes and killer lizards we're gonna be talking about killer pants and now we're gonna be also it's gonna be an all killer episode all killer no, no matter, filler <laughs> no filler no matter what we else watch next week Something else has to be part of a killer. I think we're going to be watching a documentary, though. Is there any killing in one of those? Uh, no, neither of those docs are going to have any killing in it. Wah, wah. Ah. Well, I guess next week's going to be all killer and some filler. Eh, not filler. <laughs> I, I, well, may, I may have seen them already, so they're worth checking out, but stay tuned. But there's going to be a lot of killer. Killer pants, killer condoms, killer animals. Yep. I am so excited for next week. I, I can barely contain myself. Godzilla. Godzilla. Okay, so here's a question, because we got a few minutes left before we get to shut this baby down. What? Okay, who, who are you rooting for? Are you rooting for Godzilla, or are you rooting for Kong? I got a soft spot for Kong. Kong's I kind of got Kong's a soft, a... Kong, soft, 
<laughs> you I got a soft what now? I've got a soft cock. I've got a soft cock. I've got a soft spot is what you're trying to say? I meant to say my I have a spot on me that's soft. That's yeah, like there you go. It's actually kind of the reverse for Kong. Yeah. I kind of a big fan of Kong too. I really am. You know, Godzilla, I mean, he is he is misunderstood, but so is Kong. They're yeah. both misunderstood. Yeah, like, but you know, Kong. See, this is the thing. They're I just know trying to save the like, planet. That's what they're. That's all yeah. they're trying to do. Well, but the original Kong was just trying to get some Nookie on top well, of the Empire too. State Building, right? But, uh, but the new Kong is saving the world. Yeah. One one Kong punch at a time. Yeah, I think I need to watch both of the both. You know, the uh, Sk- uh, oh, yeah. Kong Skull Island and uh, the uh, the Godzilla from what, a couple of years ago, or whatever. The the first two parts yep. basically leading into this. I yep. need to. I think I need to watch them both before I. There's, there's I guess a special there's, right now. Yeah. Uh, you can buy all three. Really. For twenty for twenty bucks on iTunes. So I'll be doing that. And then I'm just going to mm. have an all Kong and Godzilla weekend. Yeah, well, I got uh, Friday off, so maybe it'll be, uh, maybe I'll just binge them all that day. Baby, baby. I can't wait. Nice. Yeah, you guys are going to be in for a treat next week. Lots of killer and some no filler. I don't think there'll be any filler. Come on, it's us. There's no filler. <laughs> it's all gold. Gold, I say. And let's find out which, which things on me are soft next week. Mm. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> On that note. All right. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to Extended Film Rage crew of Leonard Common for his artistic vision and photography via Leonard Common Photography. We love his photography, and you should too. For Bex Goose, for her animation skills and giving us some artwork, which I am happy to wear her work. Look. Nice. So anybody that is seeing us on YouTube, you will get to see Bex Goose stuff. You can also check that out on our website. So uh, find us. Oh, wait. She's at Potato Lady PodcastReviews.com. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com. See what we look like on our YouTube channel by searching FilmRage Podcast. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for our listeners. So please comment often everywhere you feel including send us emails at filmragecalgary at gmail.com post something on Podchaser and on Apple Podcasts dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage but no matter what you do make us rage please please that's it for this week rage on rage on